Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Nocturnal Podcast. I'm Kyle Livingston and every episode I'm joined by a different guest to come and speak about their reality, their universe and the world that they live in. Uh, and I couldn't ask for a better guest today than TJ Douglas Welsh. She's coming to speak to us all about titties and boobies and balls and butts and VR porn and masturbating whilst looking in the mirror and, and using sex toys during sex with your partner and and intimacy and role play and everything. It is one of the best discussions I've had in a good long time. Uh, that being said, if your name is Andrea Logan, and I'll repeat, if your name is Andrea Logan slash my mum, please click off this. this. This podcast is far too personal for my own mother to be listening to. Unless you would like to listen to it. I mean, you probably know most of the shit anyway. Come on, Andrea. Uh, <laughs> if you want to listen to it, it might make for some awkward conversation in the future, Mum. But uh, please uh, turn this off if you're listening to it. Uh, it would be a great help. And that probably goes for any family member out there. Uh, we go quite into depth about uh, sex and technique and what our body parts are and everything. But yeah, um, that's... Oh, also, uh, Jason Stamos. Is, is that his name? Did I just fuck that up massively? Did I? Jason Stamos, right? That's his name. Oh my gosh. Is it, <laughs> it's James McAvoy. What the, what the fuck am I on about? Yeah, James McAvoy, if you're listening, uh, click away just to save uh, TJ from any embarrassment that may come up if you were to listen to this podcast. Um, yeah. Me and TJ did record this podcast already, so we kind of speak about that uh, a little bit at the start. Uh, we recorded this. Uh, I was very uh, out of myself. I had a very busy day, and I had smoked, and then I tried to record it, and I just was not part of the discussion. So I felt like I had to do this some justice and, and bring back the this, this subject and, and get TJ on again. Uh, and uh, actually, I help it... Actually, I think it helps in the long run. Uh, it made it more of a, a, a polished podcast where we really knew what points we wanted to make. Uh, and yeah, it was lovely speaking to TJ. So please, everyone, put it together for the fantastic guest coming to shake her titty tatas, Miss TJ Dibbles. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep inside, sleep inside. In my heart, I live. And I go outside, I look at you, and you will look at me. And your girl, if you will see, our mom's are looking fucking crazy. I'm fucking crazy. Well, Hello, would you TJ. look at? Oh, <laughs> well, would you look at it? <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> would you look at me? Ding, 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 ding. You're in a fucking great mood today. I just watched your Snapchat story. I was like, fuck. Oh okay. Good day to yeah. the part. Been having fun. Good. It's a good I'm day. glad. Uh, one second. No, you're alright. Take your time. Some juice. Cool. <laughs> 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 
Hello, TJ Douglas. Hello. Hello, Kyle Winston. What has been happening in your universe? How are you? Sex and bodies and jigglies and bobblies. All that and... good stuff. Um, you know, shagging, shagging my life away. Uh, <laughs> no, you, you know me, living, living the dream, living the dream. Um, yeah, just shaking my tatas every chance I get. How about you, Kyle? Oh. Yeah, I've been shaking my booty. Yeah, the... yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you want to begin? Should we talk about body confidence and, and celebration of a body at first? I feel oh, that's yeah. a good, good place to start. Oh, yes, celebration. It was after yeah. the last time we recorded this and you said that, I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that and I'm going to make that my brand of just like self-celebration. And um, yeah, I've been, I've been like, I'm one of those guys that has a journal and I write like gratitude logs and I actually love it. And um. I keep writing like celebrate yourself all the time in it. So thank you for that inspiration, Kyle. No worries, it came from you using the word. <laughs> right, right, you know, just this wonderful exploration we have. Um I let's talk about our bare naked asses and how we should just love them and shake them about the place. Hell yeah. Is your ass hairy? Um, right Sometimes. now it could use a shave. It could use a little cleanup, but um I don't tend to have a hairy ass. Um, maybe, maybe could do with a smoother crack every now and then, but that's about it. You know, I'm in my twenties. That's fine. <laughs> I'd be too worried to tackle what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Take it slow. Um, conditioner a lot of it, and just tease it out. Tease it out. Mm. I mean, it would definitely have to start with the scissors or. Oh Christ, Kyle! Yeah. Christ, Get your Kyle! Wait, what? What did I say? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> let's let's steam on. So how yeah, body confidence. Tell me all about your journey to find body confidence. How did you? Oh jeez, oh. What led well, to all this? I'm certainly still on it, um, <laughs> and I think it's a it's a never ending journey to find like proper confidence and compassion for oneself but um um just in general like my viewpoint on sexuality sexual being and sexual self-image that's been a like that's been a occurring thing since i was really young like i always remembered being really fascinated by genitals and like just bodies in general and different shapes and sizes and things like mm. And I was thinking about it the other day, like I was looking at a load of like old classic Disney cartoons and I found myself like all the characters I felt most like connected to and felt most comfort when looking at were like the kind of bigger characters with big jiggly bits and bobs and like the women always had like really big breasts and all that kind of mm. jazz and I was like, hmm, why is that now that I feel st like even still feel so like warmed and comforted by that thought? Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like my whole thing about nudity and bodies and people is that we're all just no, no one is the exact same mm. and like it all branches and all these cliches but I just I love that nobody's downstairs are going to look the exact same nobody's nipples are going to be the exact same nobody is going to look like anybody else like there'll, well, there'll be similarities all over the shop but like you know, my bits look different to your bits, my your bits look different to his bits, their bits, like 
I just think that's cool as anything. Like from an arty farty perspective, like with all my nudity paintings, like I like to explore all different types of media and all different types of body types, like because they're just fun to look at and to try and like hmm. copy kind of with me. I always like I always have like an image to look at. Um and I do like to mirror what I see in front of me and like try and express with colours and textures and all those fun bits and bobs. Was it like a like that combination of, of those thoughts throughout your whole life and then of you doing it in in art as well? Was it like a combination of that that brought it to adult life for you? Or do you think it's always just been present? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I definitely think like sexual energy has always been present in my life. Like, um, I remember like just because my brother is eight years older than me, so he was going through puberty when I was like quite small. And mm. um, I think just having that energy around whether knowing what that was exactly or not like did definitely introduce me to things like i was watching austin powers when i was like four or five and seeing like the fembots with their big beautiful like fluffy boobs and <laughs> like all the dick jokes in the world and being like oh like just seeing them in a different seeing people in a different light like that introduced <laughs> that quite early but i don't know i wouldn't say with with my art and everything like that, I didn't become really expressive with my art until I was on like my last year at high school and um, I was doing advanced hire and they were like, just go for it. Cause I was doing all these like realism pieces and all these still lives. And like, mm. I was I was decent at them, but they were like, there needs to be a bit, like it seems something's not quite there. So like, just go throw some paint at a wall. And I was like, oh fuck, mm -hmm. like that's like, that's my thing. And then in finding it like, like in my free time and it not being like a graded thing um, mm. I found myself going towards things like life drawings and that mostly because that's what I thought like artists did and like you knew that everyone mm. like oh get the easel out and draw some draw some bums like mm -hmm. I just did that but just off the cuff like I was like looking at my arse in the mirror one night and I was like hmm that looked quite nice I could take a picture or I could paint it and I painted mm -hmm. it instead and I was like Hey, that's actually like I just I find the real like ease just like messing about with that kind of thing like it's a different kind of focus hmm. but that was an interesting question Kyle I went on a right tangent that was cool yeah um so I suppose like you've not uh like grown up with the stigma surrounding body parts then hmm. like like if it, take jokes and tits like <laughs> Do you think you were exposed? I suppose, like in society, we generally are. Gotcha. As a family. Um, you well, like we've said that we said that before, but definitely for me, like, sex wasn't a topic that was discussed in my house. But it like it wasn't something that wasn't allowed. It just wasn't ever brought up. Hmm. Um, but my dad was definitely like a cunny fun and would like joke about willies and bits and bobs all the time. Um, hmm. And again, having an older brother, like there was always like the present of like there was presence of like dick drawings and shit like that. And mm. like we've talked about before, where it's like um, in school, whether it be, uh, coming from primary and through high school, um, the first thing that you draw like on the wall is like a sign of rebellion as a dick and like mm -hmm. a pair of tits. So like 
definitely from like, I remember in primary school like being like the the funny pal and trying to make up stories to make my pals laugh and it was all like <laughs> it was like super fairy tale romanticized versions of like sex style like <laughs> of being like oh yes the story of Tony the tit and the <laughs> golden chesticles like just random stuff to make my pals laugh but <laughs> I definitely I would say it was definitely present and something there was kind of an aloof air about shagging and people's bits and bobs but it wasn't something mm. that was particularly allowed or like not exclusively frowned upon but mm -hmm. wasn't like if, if i said that at the dinner table i would have been like i would have got a tj what are yeah. you talking about yeah what about you like mm, for me it was like well i suppose i never really spoke to my dad about stuff like that mm. um but my mum was always open or at least I don't have memories with my dad speaking out. Um, but my mum was always very open and uh, asking her about front bums and flowers <laughs> and whatever else. Like, And I don't know, I feel like I've always just known sex. I don't know. Um, I mean, I told you last time you can you can uh, pretend to act surprised. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm an as actor. A, as a, a maybe you don't remember. Um, as a child, uh, I thought I invented sixty nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. What I thought. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. This kid's on to um, something. Yeah. Like, there, there was something for me about the, the idea that you could stick your head next to. A vagina and and they could their head would be next yeah. to your penis and that just works yeah. out and why has no one thought of this <laughs> so uh i always had like uh sexual thoughts and i feel like i was masturbating from an early age so i feel yeah. like it kind of had to be um a healthy discussion in our family like there was never like yeah. the birds and the bees chat it was just i always kind of knew i don't know See, I've found that, see, since we last recorded this, uh, same as you, like, I've had more conversations about it with people, just, like, asking of their experiences and that. And there's a mm. lot of people who have never had the birds and the bees chat. Um, mm. And then just, like, kind of knew. Um, and, like, obviously, I always think about, like, you always see it in films and in TV, like, where it's, like, the parents are dreading that kind of conversation. And if they do have that conversation, then the Typically, the teenager's like, oh, my God, like, mom, no, no, I know, I know. And, like, it's obviously an awkward, well, it's perceived as an awkward conversation. Mm -hmm. But, like, the more and more I hear about it, the more I'm like, nobody's had this fucking conversation. <laughs> like, I never had the birds and the bees conversation. Like, mm. um, the first time me and my mom ever talked about sex was when I was, God, I was 18, like, turning yeah. 19. And she was just like... We were driving back in the car and um we saw a guy that i um i'd been seeing him but i hadn't told her about it um mm. and they met and then like he kissed me before i got in the car and then my mom was just like driving i know right so flirtatious <laughs> um, and we were driving back and within like she didn't say him for the first like 20 minutes in the car and then she just went are you shagging him and i was like so like I could answer this in a certain way. We could have a big conversation. And I just went, nah, nah. I'm gonna just say it. And I was like, yep, I'm shagging him. And she's like, all right, okay. And that's the thing. Like I noticed that there, seeing this entire conversation so far, mm -hmm. you were the first one to be like a penis and a vagina. I've been using derogatory terms and throwaway uh, slang 
It's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, it's uh, penis on the mind. Ah, yes, you know, you know, a little um, bit of labia. Never hurt anybody. You think you're more nervous this time? I think so. Yeah. I suppose it's because this is the one that's going out there, TJ. Ugh, this this, this is, is this is the real one. This is <laughs> this is when people are gonna take it seriously. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. that's awful. <laughs> there was something I, I was gonna ask. Mm -hmm. How uh, how would you approach it with your kids? That discussion. Yeah, um, I've thought about this more and more since um, we've had conversations, and I'm like, at, at my age now. I think I would like to think I'd be a lot less awkward than I assume I will be. Because um, mm. I think... I don't think there's going to be like one big massive chat per se. I think that for me, I would like from the get-go for my kids to know about like basic biology just in conversation, like mm -hmm. using the biological terms like your penis, your vagina, instead of having to call it like a willy and a fufu. Like, mm -hmm. don't fuck around with it. Like, they should know their parts. Um, and the same thing, like, I'm not going to give, like, a graphic sex novel to a four-year-old, but I am definitely, like, I want them to understand, like, where they came from and, like... Check what I found in this hedge. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, actually, though, because, like, I think that's how... If, if I were to have this conversation with my mum and tell her, like, how I would like to approach, like sexual biology with my children i think she would definitely see it as that far-fetched of like oh well you can't be can't be doing mm. that but no yeah. i think it's like it's really important for them to understand because for me growing up not really knowing like i didn't know about my labia i didn't know like what my vagina was like quote unquote meant to look like and then like mm. got the fright of my life when i saw another vagina and i was like oh my god it doesn't look like mine <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> and I would want to save my children from that as much as possible. Like, have the conversation, have just like a clear dialogue between the two, like, well, the two of us, however many of my parents come spurting out. Um, have just a clear dialogue so they know it's a safe space and they're not, I'm not going to make them tell me everything like, when did you lose your virginity? And da da da. But I would be safe space if they wanted it. Mm. I was interested in your answer last time. About how I would treat it? Yeah. See, this is the thing, like, the whole last time, like, I do not, like, I don't remember what I have said mm. and, and what was said. Mm. Um, uh, so I don't remember what I said last time, but I know what I'd say now, which I'm guessing <laughs> okay. is the same answer, okay. Okay. is that, um, I don't know, I suppose I'd just try and normalise it in some way by having smaller discussions right the way through. Yeah. Yeah. Their lives. Um, I don't know. Is that what I said last time? Hey, sure. I, I said time? that quite like willy nilly, where I just I remembered okay. being interested, but I wasn't like, ah, okay, what was yeah, it yeah. he said? <laughs> no, yeah. I think I think for me, it would just be normalizing it and mm. making them comfortable. I don't know. Mm. I suppose like for me, because I never really had that moment of looking at another dick and being like, oh shit. Mm. Um, but I suppose dicks are kind of alike, aren't they? Uh, in some sense, like they are all different yeah, and unique. Mean, but yeah, yeah, of as course. A, as a child, when you look at another friend's dick, yeah. it, it looks pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Like pre-puberty, like they're all quite yeah. 
they're all quite the same shape and size, maybe. Mm. Who knows? I wasn't looking at many at that point. Mm. God. It's interesting. Um, see, I've got a mole on my dick, so that is what ah. was uh, ah. conscious in my mind as a child. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a genuine response, there, there by the way. Um, that was... There was there was one time that uh, <laughs> that we were all playing outside uh, on the big grass at the back of the house, and we all decided to all our friends decided that we'd show each other our bits. Okay. And God, I don't know how old we would have been. I don't remember. I mean, young, maybe ten. Uh, Aye, and, but uh, that's curiosity kills at that age. Mm, yeah. And. Uh, and so we're all whipping out what we've got, and girls and boys, and um, and I whip out mine, and there's a mole on it, and, uh, and my friend is asking me, he's like, what is that? Ooh, what is that? Ooh, ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> TJ, I told him it was Nutella. <laughs> and you, you know the idea of, like, when you get something in your... You get something in your beard and you're like, I'm saving it for later. <laughs> oh, oh. On your penis. Yeah, yeah that's how okay. I defended my my wee mole. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Nutella. Jesus. Oh, bless you. What yeah. a shame. Yeah. Especially at that age, like because like I well I, I suppose <laughs> at that <laughs> at that innocent and naive age. I understand why your friend may have been like, oh my god, but also like, that's yeah. so shitty. Because that would have made little Kyle feel so shitty to like lie and then go, nah, 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 mate, it's just, it's just Nutella. Like, Yeah, I, I feel like also I, I like, I mean, I knew I had the mole on my dick mm, and I knew mm -hmm. that I was about to whip it out. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what my thinking was then either. Yeah. Other than Nutella. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's because um, <laughs> I had a partner who also had a like he had a mole right beside his penis, and um, mm. uh, he hadn't had sex with anybody else before, and he made me really aware of it and stuff like that. And he was like, he was so like he was like he was apologetic, and I was mm. like, okay, like no, 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 don't worry, like, but also like reassuring them in that moment of being like, thank you for telling me, because then yeah. you don't want them to yeah. think that it's nothing. So it's like, oh well, thank you for telling me, but honestly, don't worry. And then like, I just remember it being like, it was. It, of course, it's no big deal. It doesn't do anything. Like it's not, it's not like an mm. added little button, and it's not like <laughs> something that gets in the way either. But I just, I remember when you said that. That was the first thing I thought about. I was like, oh my god, yeah. Like mm. people get like real. Of course they do. They get real defensive about their bits. Like I know for me, um. I was always really insecure about like the length of my labia and I was always like oh my god like when boys would joke about like fucking uh ham sandwich fanny and like mm. all that kind Beef of thing curtains. yeah and like hey yeah. I get it I get the humor in like unique genitals because genitals in general are funny because we're uncomfortable but mm -hmm. um I remember those jokes used to literally they would drive me into this utter like echoing overwhelming like body shame and then mm. as soon as i got um like as soon as i went to uni and like you know you just be chatting to like your gal pals and like every girl i've spoken to was like oh my god i had the exact same thing like 
what the fuck like and you bond over like loving your labia and like all your different bits and bobs because like yes don't get me wrong there's some beautiful little hot dog bun vaginas out there there's like they're all different but it was a thing like that one specific type would be attached with such vulgarity and shame and disgust and it's just like it's just bits like yeah. Yeah. it doesn't take away or add anything to the experience it just looks different hmm. Ugh, penises and vaginas man i know right what wild creatures no. i've uh i had one sexual partner in the past i've decided this time i'm not gonna save which order they came in or whatever <laughs> because I'll, i might get in trouble yeah. <laughs> but I, I did have one sexual partner that uh she had a a, a mole on her vagina and Ooh. it was on like wait uh, <laughs> mine's is like kind of on the left side of my dick and okay. hers was like on the right side of her vagina so when we were yeah, having yeah. sex like yeah. yeah like these moles were like nearly like practically lining up what? and it in my head, it was was it was like a little like, damn. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And like, uh, I suppose it made me feel more confident mm. uh, or more comfortable with myself. Yeah. For... Um, oh that. no, that's sweet. But, actually, yeah. I feel like I'm sitting here like, oh, that is though. <laughs> Positivity, celebration. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said about drawing dicks on walls, mm-hmm. and um. I was listening to a podcast last night by none other than fucking Duncan Drossel, of course. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and this guy was—they were speaking about uh, dicks in Egyptian society and how like they were worshipped and then whatever else. And it was this whole discussion of about like the sperm that comes out of the dick and mm. goes onto the egg and like how mystical it is and and how like the egyptians must have seen it so mystical back then and all this mm-hmm. and i was like shit i need to speak to tj about this yeah <laughs> you <laughs> send me this podcast yeah yeah i'll send that you um this uh so, and uh, yeah so like the connection that i made was that you were speaking about children like wanting to express themselves and drawing dicks on walls and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. go against that taboo and get it fucking out there and, and that made me think, like, about Egyptians, like, they've got dicks everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Even, like, the story of what, like, uh, Iris and, what were the name? Uh, Isis and, and Osiris is, like, I don't know much about it, but it was in that podcast and I kind of know the story. But it's, like, <laughs> something about, like, these two Egyptian gods that are brother and sister and the, the the brother gets his dick chopped off and it's sent to the end of the universe and the sister goes in this hunt to find his penis and it's locked oh. up in this big uh, column thing or whatever. I don't know. I can't explain it well. But <laughs> like That sounds intense. You should read into that. <laughs> um, oh, tr- trust me. That's next, that next on the watch list. <laughs> Christ. Um... And yeah, I, I also, I found a, a great picture of a, of a dick on the wall the other day, oh, drawn in chalk. Brilliant. Oh. Uh, and it'll be up on the Instagram, of course. Oh, I'm so glad. We love um, multimedia. We love multimedia. Yeah. Oh, but oh. Let me try and find it. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you right now so you can oh, see so, this. So we can express this child's it for, cock. The, for the audience. Jesus oh, Christ. Sorry. Yeah, I just caught what I Reword said. that. Reword that fast. <laughs> 
edit that out. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of running off, but it really gets like oh, wow. point across. Hey, it actually, I think there is a something to be said in the running image of the cock. Yeah. But see, like, it's such a simple shoot. That was I was talking to my friend about this because I found a lot of my old, um, lot of my old work jotters when I was back in Dundee, and there's so many dicks, so many dicks, <laughs> so so many pictures of breasts, and it is like it's because it was such an easy thing to draw. It's mm. three swift movements and you're done, and it's just like that's such a statement to have a, like a dick next to your maths notes, and it's like True. Jesus, why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, like why? That. I don't know all the do answers. Do you think it is like to get away out of that taboo? Um, in a way, I think... Freedom um, of expression or something? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I think because, um, definitely there's, there's element of taboo where it's like, we, we're attracted to it because we're not supposed to be, not even attracted to it, I think attracted to voicing that because we're not supposed to. It's always that mm. thing, like, when you're told not to do something, you want to do it ten times more, whether it's yeah. actually something that interesting or not. Um, and you know something that would add to that, like, another ten times more? Mm. It's the fact that this is where every single one of us has come from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really. I mean, maybe it doesn't go that deep for children uh, in their minds, <laughs> but... but at the same time. Well, they don't maybe know. Maybe subconscious. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing, like, when um, I've had conversations with guys who are like, oh, yeah, like, you know that, that dreaded question, like, are you an ass guy or a tech guy? And, like, you know, that's such a that's such a personal, philosophical question. <laughs> but, do you think so? Why? Okay. No, not at all. That was me being humorous. But oh. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, I think there's parts behind it, like, just in the conversations I've had about like men, men in particular who like breasts more than anything, um, we end up talking about breastfeeding quite quickly, where they're like, "Oh well, you know, like that's like it's a point of, that's your point of nourishment when you're a baby, so you learn young that um, boobs are really important." And I was like, "I mean, mm. yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I love boobs, and I was breastfed, so I guess that falls in line." But I think like. Like, boys are bringing up breastfeeding to you when you've yeah. asked them? Yeah, definitely. That's happened, like, a good handful wow. of times. Mm -hmm. Well, because, like, I think those kind of questions, like, again, are just juvenile ways to, like, ask the bigger sexual questions that people are afraid to ask. Like, we've had this conversation a few times now, but it's like, since I matured sexually, um, I like to have open dialogue with my partners about like, oh, okay, like in, in a sense, a somewhat review after we have sex to be like, oh, like I liked this. I didn't like this as much. Like just like a healthy dialogue to know how to please your partner and how to make sure you, like your partner can please you. Like no like super expectation, just like the space to induce pleasure on one another in a space. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know, like, when going into the lines of oh i like this and i like this like um i'm def i'm somebody with like heavy set breasts that's like a lot um that is an element of me that tends to be sexualized um 
and I'm all about it. I love boobs, but um, mm. there like there is elements of that that I do get insecure about and I do kind of despise. Um, and it is again the conversations that I have whenever like I'm asking someone like, oh, like, so why is such and such your preference? Like, and always in a safe space. It's never like that and interrogating kind of way of like, why do you like tits? It's like, <laughs> well, what what about it is it that you like? And it's people always talk about the flow, the curve breastfeeding comes up and then it's just like i don't know like what well, what do they actually what do they say about breastfeeding like is it just it comes up or is yeah, it sexualized just, i have had um one conversation with a guy where uh he was very much like there was a sort of fetish for it was but it was quite like minute where it was just like he wasn't fully wanting like babied and like imagining like milk and all that jazz but it was like that like the comfort of it yeah like the air of maternal energy was mm. something that aroused them um and like it is it's is just like what i said like it is it just it comes up in that moment of like yeah well you know when you're a baby you associate breasts with nourishment with food and like that's that's just like a learned behavior and i'm like i i believe that i i would agree with that um mm -hmm. but then it's then going into like a different preference like well what what is the explanation behind that like you know i absolutely love the whole idea of the psychology behind tanks the psychology behind sexual preference and like all that jazz because it's like right well where does that come from like mm. things that um i never like to kink shame this is a kink shaming free zone but it is like things that are maybe considered more taboo or more obscure. Like, mm. I'm like, where has that came from from you? Like, what has inspired that, um, that different I think thing? I think we're reincarnated and we come back with like the same sexual fantasies. Like, oh, what a question. Because like, I, I've genuinely thought about when, Obviously, saying earlier about me when I was younger and sexually thinking about sixty-nining, and then I used to think that I could piss through girls' legs, and you know, like oh my God, yeah. two guys could piss through a girl's legs, and like, mm. and I know, like, I've exposed myself in our friend group and said I watched piss porn when I was like fourteen, and mm. y'all went off, call me pissy boy, <laughs> <laughs> but like, hey, everyone's got their thing. Yeah, yeah, and and you, you saying they're like that wasn't like developed inside of me that there was nothing that happened in my life that i mm. or that i know of anyway nothing consciously happened in my life that i was like piss mm. <laughs> you <know? laughs> urine mm. like from a young age or, and i don't even know if it was like i was sexually attracted to the piss itself it was just the act of like mm. oh i'm pissing through her legs yeah <laughs> hey like that, but that's that's the thing in itself where I'm like I wonder how, like that's my thing of like I would my first thing to ask would be like, where, what made you think of that like when you were fourteen and you were like sitting on Pornhub or Redshift whatever you were on, um I'm an avid Redshift follower, um and you went hmm, today I'm gonna look for this because it's the same like there's things that I like that I definitely would say are not in the norm and i'm yeah. like or like even taboos like i had a conversation i was i was actually on another podcast um discussion discussing uh virginity 
and mm. I didn't think I had as many things to say about virginity as I did when we were talking about it and we were talking about like you know the cliche thing of like porn um porn persuading and persuading porn influencing um mm -hmm. people's sex lives and stuff like that and we were talking about like oh like taboo porn that everybody loves to hate and hates to love like it's like yeah but this taboo porn isn't taboo anymore like everybody's mm. watched family mm. strokes once like yeah. that's not that's not that obscure anymore and the thing of like um like fitness room porn and fucking like um young and old porn like all these different things and there was even the question like <laughs> the uh the person that i was speaking to like brought up the whole term of like interracial porn why is that a category like yeah why yeah. is that not just porn <laughs> it's like hey yeah. yeah like i never i had never considered it like it's all the different categories of porn like there's different tangents different ways that's meant to make you feel and it's like all the advertisements that come up with certain videos like mm -hmm. all your like enlargement pills and then all of your like ooh, meet this sexy young woman who's five miles from you hi kyle like no fucking woman has messaged you whilst you're on Pornhub. Like, oh, this guy, yeah. this guy's the one. <laughs> you know, like they, they'd also like have like the nearby area, and they'd yes. have like a weird tag that never exactly <laughs> fitted your location. And for me, it would always be something like, "There's five hot women in Carnusti," and it's like Carnusti. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> It's fucking brilliant. So good. Um, I don't know how I discovered piss porn though. <laughs> I think for me it was more like that idea of like the exploratory you're going through Pornhub mm -hmm. checking different mm -hmm. shit out. Yeah, but also like being a horny little 14 year old and yeah. thinking about vaginas all the time I was very much into lesbian porn as I yeah. reckon most young boys are. Mm -hmm. Um and I think the lesbian porn then led to piss play and um, and then it stopped. I, I mean, I've never had sexual fantasies about piss in my own head since I've been young. <laughs> uh, See, that's interesting to It's me. something that's that I would not try out now either. Okay, yeah. Well, see, that's that's a different ball game, I think. Like, all of your... Um, I think your preferred porn your sexual fantasies and your sexual experiences are all like mm. individual things like there's definitely mm -hmm. like well i don't know now that i'm i'm getting older and like feeling safer in my sexual experiences there's things i'm definitely trying that i wouldn't have tried before or have always wanted to try but there's elements mm. that i'm also like i love like i love teacher porn um which that's mm. a whole other kettle of fish of like what other problems might be in there but like i love teacher porn but i would never get my partner to be like "Ooh, tj you haven't handed in your essay mm, what are we gonna do about that like for me anyway like role play is acceptable to a point and then it's like nah there's no way this is at all believable or at all like not just funny that's fun that's fine i love funny sex that's it's great to have a giggle with your partner but it's also like I wasn't wanting a giggle, man. I was wanting to come, so like, <laughs> a bit awkward. I uh, I don't know about acting out fantasies or yeah, role play. Mm. I think for me, like, sex is when I have sex with a partner. It's very 
it's, it's definitely more of an intimate thing. Mm. But I think I'm a lot more connected to emotion than I give myself credit for. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't like how unpersonal it would be if they were playing like a different role. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, we got onto this last time of like where it um where it can separate from like physical real life sex and virtual pleasure. Yeah. Um, yeah. VR part. Yeah, I think the, the question I posed to you was um <laughs> if your partner was wearing the VR headset and mm -hmm. fucking whoever the fuck he wants to fuck. Mm -hmm. Uh and and you could watch it on the TV screen at the same time and oh. perform the sexual acts onto him so that he doesn't have to wank off to the porn and, and you're doing yeah. it, but he's viewing someone else. I think that's what I'd asked. See, you added another level there. There was no TV screen for me to watch before. That's a different thing. And I mean, like, see when you were asking the question before, I had a yeah. different <laughs> answer in my head to how I answered it. Like... Mm -hmm. I thought like, oh no, like, you know, it's still, there's an element of pleasing your partner and being explorative together. But then as soon as I opened my mouth, I was like, yeah, I'm not as comfortable with that as I thought I was. Like, mm. um, definitely. Well, like, like I, I mean, we're all selfish, right? We'd all yeah. like to yeah. be the person inside the VR headset, but there must be some amount of feeling left out or shittiness you might yeah, feel right. as, as a person outside well then but then that's that's when things like uh people who like cut holding and like elements mm. of threesomes and things like where i can appreciate and like to an extent i'm never gonna say i fully understand these things like unless i feel them myself but like mm. um i can appreciate people like having their thing and having like just something arouse them like that but I definitely think for me especially like if it was my partner that I was like romantically involved with um male or female I would be like eh, that's a little just out my comfort zone where like mm. you may be having sex with me but you're entirely thinking imagining and seeing someone else so therefore yeah. you might as well be having sex with that other person mm. Like, that makes me just go, hey, like, yeah, I would also love to have sex with James McAvoy, but <laughs> I'm with you, so I'm not thinking about James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, it's, it's a funny thing, yeah. because there is, it's, I mean, it's an element of pleasure. Yeah. I was, I was about to say about, like, you could go deep into it and be like, yo, like, do the computers have some amount of sentient mm. beings this, <laughs> that they're actually fucking you and Right. <laughs> but oh, I think that's I another discussion. <laughs> Get Will Smith in here. Um, <laughs> like, for me, I, I mean, everyone will have their own different preference and comfortabilities mm. and boundaries and whatever. Um, I think I'm the opposite of you. I think I'd be like, I mean, I wouldn't be keen to do it, mm. but at the same time, I think it would be more comfortable doing it with someone I'd been with for a while. Like a well, relationship. Like, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Why? Because then, like, 
so say I was like I'd met this girl like we'd shagged maybe five six times and on the seventh time she's like yo uh, I want to wear this VR headset and imagine James McAvoy and I want you to fuck me like you're James McAvoy like I'd be like that that idea of like fuck you like come on you hardly fucking know me and you're already escaping yeah. to this fantasy yeah. but then like if I'd been in a relationship for three years and uh, if we had explored each other's orifices mm. entirely, then mm. like, I probably mm-hmm. would be more comfortable of, I know that you do have love for me. And uh, yeah. hey, I don't know. I suppose it would depend on the girl as well. Yeah. I mean, to me, that sounds like a kind of revamp idea, if you know what I mean? Like of like, you know that kind of cliche thing like when a married couple kind of loses their spark so they suggest the idea of a threesome mm. or like mm. a hall pass yeah. like yeah. that's what that kind of like if that was my relationship like well then i pose mm. the question to you kyle livingston mm-hmm. no vr headset involved but this girl whether you're in a relationship with her or you're just sleeping with her has turned around and said hey kyle we're having great sex but i would like you to have sex with me as if you are james mcavoy how would you because that's like an, an, an element of role play i love james mcavoy i hope he never ever finds this and goes hey guys how, how you doing <laughs> rcs alumni um, like if it was a role play I, like that i really don't know like uh, I, I i don't know how comfortable i am with role play anyway because I'm such a sensitive little being that I and I, I need my ego yeah, fed in some sense. Um, also, I don't know much about celebrities, so I'd I'd probably say back to her. How does James <laughs> yeah, McAvoy like, fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. You do the you work wanting, in your like, head. I'll fuck James you. McAvoy, or are you want shameless James McAvoy? <laughs> oh, Kyle, you need to educate Celebrity yourself. Celebrity world is not for me. Love James <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't know, yeah, I'd, I'd be like, yo, like, if you want to think of James McAvoy, go for it, but um, if you're going to keep thinking James McAvoy, I don't think this will keep going for much longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Like, the, the same with the VR. Fantasy. Yeah. Like, it'd be fine as a one-off, but if my partner kept coming to me being like, yo, can we do that whole VR thing where I see this girl with small titties fuck me <laughs> i'd be like oh, mm, uh, no no <laughs> like yeah like mm. go Thank watch you. that in actual porn and uh yeah. i'll do the acts when you'll appreciate me baby yeah yeah right <laughs> no 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 exactly exactly oh but again everyone's okay. things and no kink shames and... no of course like that's just i think that that becomes a different element like for me like sexual fantasy and like I just I keep just jumping straight to roleplay because I think that's the best like comparable but um like it becomes a different thing when you're asked for a specific character or like something like that rather what if if someone turned to you and said can you fuck me like James McAvoy what what would you do just you just you believe I would be in character immediately no no um well, see, again, like, I'm, I'm similar to you. I think, like, it would depend on the person and the type of relationship. Um, mm. I'm all up for, like, experimenting with roleplay. Like, 
but again like the point i'm making like if it's if it's a specific person especially if they're a real person it's different because it's an element of like the, mm. the whole like celebrity persona I, I don't know about you but i've never met james mcavoy so i can again like you said you can only imagine what that'd be like but um mm. oh fuck I, I don't know like <laughs> i don't know if someone asked me being james mcavoy uh i would just put on a mask and say hey look at this and then say get the fuck out like no i'm not that person um if it's a character though like i can mm. take on elements of that easier maybe that's because i'm an actor but like i don't know like like me and my partner have been talking about like um role play and different types of role play that we would feel like uh, it wouldn't be like a take the piss situation um mm -hmm. but it still has ended up that way because the like the the uh, relationship that we have and it's mm -hmm. like oh i mean i could probably have some pirate sex and then <laughs> like you think of like the concept of that whatever that means to you and sitting going like mm, the idea of pirate sex is great but then like we were talking about it and it's like right okay so say we have the costumes we have the hats we have the hooks then what like what makes pirate sex pirate sex and not just sex with pirate costumes on um because i like oh, i do right right <laughs> shiver my fucking timbers right but like it's it's finding that thing of like right well when does when does sex become playful sex and when does it become a sexual fantasy like when you're mm. like fully engrossed in it or what like what what it's it's just it's a whole kettle of fish that there's too many mm. points to make on it it's so interesting yeah i suppose it's it's super subjective as well like yeah of course. everything that we've said about we've both been like well it depends on the partner it depends where it depends mm -hmm. on this and this and yeah yeah personal personal yeah. but uh, i'm uh i'm demisexual as you know yeah or i don't even know yeah mm -hmm. i suspect i am yeah that's what um, you're having just now yeah so like I've noticed that throughout this whole thing, it's been like, no, I'd rather not have them like role play that I'm someone else. I'd rather be me. Mm. So I wonder if that plays into a bit of a yeah, like that more emotional connection or um, yeah, definitely, mm -hmm. definitely. What about um spirituality with sex? Oh. It's something we touched on, but I don't think yeah. we really got deep. No. No, because see, for me, that's definitely something I'm, I'm like in the midst of exploring right now, um, mm. and trying to like. In what sense? Well, um, I was having in that virginity conversation I mentioned earlier. Right, we were talking mm -hmm. about they they asked the question, what does it mean? Like, when does someone lose their virginity? Like, what does it mean to lose your virginity? And I was like, hmm. And I really sad because you know me, I like to word it exactly how I want to word it mm -hmm. and say exactly what I mean. Now, sat for ages like, oh, that's a great question. And the way I came up with it, I was like, actually, to me, there's a difference between losing your quote unquote virginity and having a sexual awakening. And it has been that as of late, I've had a sexual awakening and now I'm like just reconsidering all of my like my physically sexual experiences and just like my spiritually sexual experiences like we've talked about mm. that before where i think there's such thing as like your spiritual self your um physical self and your sensual self and mm -hmm. i mean sensual in all senses of like taste touch sight and, and right. shagging galore like 
all those good bits um and for me i'm finding like kind of like what you just said about your demisexuality like i went with the title of bisexual because that was the easiest thing to label it as um mm. and that was the thing like as and i mean immediately after i left high school i finally was like yeah no i'm bisexual like everyone for years and years and years was like tj's gay tj's gay um and i used to get really defensive on it not because i had any like well actually no be realistic there was probably some internalized homophobia um mm -hmm. i always knew that i like i liked women sexually though like i always knew like the exact same as you like some of the first porn that i watched was lesbian porn and i loved it and i was like oh this is great um mm. and i didn't feel shame about it until i got older and like i would happily just be like yeah no i watched like yeah i watched lesbian porn that's fine um but it wasn't until like i got older and like the lesbian rumors had been going on for years but it was only mm. when i had finally been like no actually i think i'm bisexual then i felt kind of weird about my identity as like being attracted to women because i hadn't ever slept with a woman right and i was always like oh well i mean i think i'm bisexual i'm pretty sure i'm bisexual but mm. for me it was like you don't know until you try kind of thing um, and and you tried now right yes i've tried now and i've like it's funnily enough um the only girls i've ever slept with have been like friends of mine um and it's been mm. like uh oh like oh well i've always kind of fancied you and they're like oh i've always kind of fancied you and it's like oh well shit like guess we gotta do something about that then <laughs> um but i couldn't ever imagine myself like as somebody who's very confident talking about these kind of things is very much open and like i like to think i'm one of those like funny fonts and i'm up, like bubbly as any and i could never like go up to somebody and flirt with anybody in a bar let alone mm. it be a woman mm. like absolutely no chance am i gonna make a move on a girl does it give you more fear god yeah it absolutely like, <laughs> I remember the first time I came back to Dundee after moving to Air, and I went out on a night out and um, I was like freshly single out of my like two and a half year relationship and I was like, yeah, here I am, looking hot, ready for anything. Um, and this girl came up to me um, and she was with like another group of pals and stuff like that that I knew, I didn't know her. And she came up and she said, like, oh, I'd love to buy you, like she was off her face. I was like, I'd love to buy you a drink. And I was like, okay, you can buy me a drink, like no problem. And then immediately, like five minutes later, she's like trying to pull me and I didn't know what to do with myself. So I was, mm. I was bizarrely attracted to her. Like she was hot as fuck. And I was like, you know what? This is like the most applicable time for me to like make a move on a girl and like mm -hmm. have an experience with a girl. And I was like, oh my God, I can't do it. I'm shitting myself. I cannot do this. This feels, this feels weird. This feels forced. And like that element, like I've definitely, I've pulled random guys in a, in a pub and like, mm and done all that jazz but i couldn't imagine doing it with a girl um especially as well like to be quite frank if ever i've kissed a girl in a club or anything like that i hate the male attention that draws in because yeah. i'm not i'm not yeah. doing a show for anybody yeah. i'm i'm having a little moment to myself and this person and then it's the mm. like the oi oi like mentality i'm like get the male that. gaze oh man like listen as a vain kind of, I'm not entirely but like we all have our vanity moments um, mm -hmm. and especially like in that kind of setting if I'm on like on the prowl um, <laughs> male gaze can be appealing of course like any fucking mm -hmm. gaze to me can be appealing but 
unwanted male gaze can get to fuck. Mm. No, thank mm. you. Mm. That was a tangent and a half. <laughs> no worries. I am. Um... I just remember what question I asked. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I think uh, yeah, it's spirituality with sex. Yes, yes. But, sorry, um, speaking about like nightclubs and shit, um, mm. yeah, I wouldn't be able to, man. I uh, don't know the person. But actually, mm. speaking, you, you were going on about experiences with the same sex. Mm. I um, had uh, two experiences before Christmas that really made me kind of shook up my world. It really made me like, mm. what the fuck is my sexuality? Mm. Um, and one of them was with uh, Matt that was on the first podcast. Oh. And um, we had taken LSD and um, we're having a, a great time of it uh, as we usually do. And Matt, I, I always call him the Buddha. He's always sat there with his eyes closed and <laughs> yes, meditating on that. And uh, <laughs> And, oh, did I say about this? About the, no, the no, 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 you definitely, you said no. about the Buddha. So as soon as you okay, said the Buddha, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. ah, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're sat on my bed and he's sat there meditating. I'm lying, looking at the roof, like, I'm getting out of my fucking body. Like, I'm going to mm -hmm. do it. If there's any moment I'm going to have an out-of-body experience, it's right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, there was, I was trying for ages and ages and the ceiling looked like it was getting closer to me and I was like, whoa, this is going to be it. And I turned to Matt and I was like, Matt, if there's any time, it's going to be today. Like, this is going to be it. And he just looked at me like the child I was and he just gave me a tap on the shoulder and was like, okay. Anyway, uh, he then turns around and I'm still trying to get out of my body and he was very much inside his own body and understood his. Mm -hmm. And he turned to me and he just goes, can I give you a hug? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course, Matt. And we hugged with like that typical, like, you know, like the legs interlocked, arms right around, wrapped yes. around each other, like a proper fucking like hug. And I'm me, a tiny little boy hugging into Matt's big body. <laughs> and at first I was very fucking scared. I was like, what the fuck is this? We started breathing at the same time and like, and he's like, breathe mm. with me. And I, being on acid as well, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what is he doing? I don't trust this. I tried mm. to push away and he was like, trust me. And I was like, okay. So we hugged, I don't know how long it lasted, maybe 10 minutes. Mm. Um, and it felt like I could feel like his soul and, and he could feel mm. mine. And it was like, we could see each other's like darkest moments and lightest moments. But then I didn't know if they were mine or his, if it was mm. in my head or his head or what. And anyway, I turned over after it and I was like, I've just been spiritually raped. What the fuck has happened? What was that? Yeah. Uh, and it was only until I was sober that then I realized like, it was just a really intimate moment. And uh, I don't know, I just had these trust issues and rightfully so, but. Yeah, um, it makes you question things. Yeah. And then after that, um, I had a few people around breaking COVID rules and we had a few drinks and uh, it's one of our friends. I won't say his name because I won't expose him, but you know who it is. Mm. And he's a fantastic dancer. <laughs> oh, I love that boy with all my heart. Yeah, this boy was giving me the swoon that he gives all the ladies in the clubs. Oh. He was giving me that charm. And the first time in my life, I was like, 
like I don't know fucking like I wasn't quite sure <laughs> oh, what it was yeah, yeah I was like what the fuck is this what like Ooh. the way he's looking at me damn and like <laughs> we're dancing back yeah. and honestly after that I was very like yeah what the fuck so I don't know yeah. where I stand um, yeah like I wouldn't <laughs> fuck him anymore I think it was in the moment but um, <laughs> it was only it was only the eyes it was the eyes no yeah. um that first experience you were talking about um do you not remember like a couple a uh, couple months ago i got my talk tassels and i started doing all these that was when i first started to really do like just everybody um kind of sketches and i did this like mm-hmm. um these two males like lying on top of each other and like this kind of scattered um pastel red around it and i remember like you messaged me instantly and we were totally like i i need to tell you the story about this image oh like, did i yeah, and you told me about you told me about that first time, but you, you didn't give me like you didn't give me that context. You just like you'd said this one time I was really high, and um, me and my friend we lay in like this exact position, and you've totally captured it. Like because I just mm-hmm. I remember I did it and I wasn't really happy with the sketch, so I just like did some fucking colors around it to try and merge it all together, and you were like. Mm that that captured it that is the energy and i just that was so cool yeah. i remember at the time being like oh my god like i feel like a proper wee artist like i've captured something <laughs> for someone and then now you're telling that story like that makes so much that makes so much sense mm. and i think mm. it totally makes sense that you would be um scared or un- you would be untrusting of that experience or that feeling but i definitely like i had that the very first time i ever felt any kind of romantic feeling towards a woman because I've always like I said I've always been very aware of my sexual attraction to women love a pair of tits love the thought of like pleasing a woman but wait can I ask you are you tits or an ass man I didn't ask her <sighs> I'm guessing tits I love I love tits I love tits so much but then see like on a guy well it's not actually I think the, still, the same applies oh, I love gosh. chests I love like okay the whole the whole just element i think like genuinely as as cliche as it is i do think there's an element of like heartbeat and just like pulse and because definitely my love my love language is 100 percent like physical touch and i love like i'm mm. super like physically clingy if i'm like attached to a person um mm. and it is a thing like as somebody who's like insecure about their weight and things like that like i don't usually like to lie on top of somebody i don't like to be like i'll always have I'll be cuddled into rather than cuddle into somebody but Mm. when I'm comfortable I love to lie on someone's chest Mm. like male or female because like boobs are wonderful gigantic pillows um and like just a man's chest like especially like the last couple of partners I've had like they've had hairier chests and I love that shit I'm like let me run (laughs) my fingers through that fucking fantastic rug you've got Jesus like and like that's my thing as well like that's my interest in bodies in general all bodies all shapes and sizes like i've been with all all types of people um not to sit and like toot my horn about it but it's a thing of like i definitely i don't think i have a solid type so Mm. to answer again to ramble and long-windedly answer your question i'm a chest person chest is best (laughs) but who doesn't love a good peachy butt too i think because i'm insecure Mm. about my butt i don't pay attention to butts as much right but there that answers your question um 
I yeah, think I uh, interrupted you to ask that. But that's Sorry. okay. That's okay. It was okay, a, it was a really ahead. important question. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, for me, I've always been really hypersexual when it comes to women, but not that I was ever against the thought of being romantically attracted to a woman. I just never experienced it. Mm. And mm. there was a friend of mine that I had... Um, we we talked about being intimate and all that kind of jazz like she was bisexual but in a relationship and all that jazz and like she was just saying that like she's very comfortable with her partner she was just discussing the fact she was like yeah i miss women like because mm. she had the same kind of opinion as me like having sex with a man and having sex with a woman are just two completely different ball games like they're completely different things and she was just discussing like how she missed that and i sat there i was we were really good friends really quickly and i just like there's things I admired about her, like she was um, she was a year or two older than me, and I was just like, wow, this woman is fucking incredible. And for a hot minute, I sat there and I was like, fuck, I'm in love with her. Like, I'm totally, mm. the feelings that I'm feeling are feelings that I felt before for, like, my most connected to and, like, serious partners. And I sat for ages and I was like, fucking hell, that's the first time ever I've, like, had a romantic connection to a woman. And like, mm. like you said with um, our fantastic dancer, like it went away, like and it went away pretty quickly. Like it was the next day, I was like, oh yeah, that's just my buddy. I sat there. I remember that night. I like went in a whirlwind. Where I was like, fuck, I'm in love with one of my best friends, and like she mm. has a boyfriend, and <laughs> I don't know if she'd go near me. Like no thanks. Um, but then I got invited to a threesome, which I didn't take up, but. Fuck me, that would have been glorious. That would have been fucking. Oh wow, because I I'm I'm similar to not not quite um, not quite with the same intention, but the thought of a threesome, like, like I've said to you before, I had a whole thing at the start of my sexual journey. That I want to tick every box because to link it back to my spirituality with sex, um, sex was just a thing to do for the longest time. Mm. Like, sex mm -hmm. held value, but it held, like, social value rather than it did personal value. Yeah. I remember being really disappointed when I lost my virginity. Not because, like, the sex wasn't great or, like, my par my partner wasn't wonderful. But purely because I was like, oh, shit, is that it? Like, <clears throat> I don't feel, like, an awakening here. I just feel, like, kind of sore and a bit like, oh, right, okay. Um, yeah. And... Fuck, I don't know. Um had a point with that <laughs> um, yeah there we go um, for, for the longest time like um i wrote a monologue about it um not just for the sake of writing a monologue i had something to do it for but i wrote a monologue about um attaching self-worth and sex and i was just like for the longest time like i used sex as a tactic i used it as a tool i used it as like a not always malicious either and not always like self-destructive or vindictive like it was just a thing of like oh like, I had sex with a lot of my friends because hmm. I was attracted to them and they were attracted to me and it didn't have to move that far beyond... Like, it didn't have to move into rom romance. Um, it was platonic, but there was also sexual attraction. Like, it was an easy hmm. box to tick. Whereas now that I've had this, like, sexual experience with this partner and it's like... Like, I remember the first time we had sex, I was like, oh my God, like, I feel like I've just lost my virginity. Like, mm. <laughs> I had this whole thing where I was like, fuck, I feel, like, for one, I felt really weird about being that vulnerable 
because mm-hmm. I'm super open, but I don't like to be vulnerable. I'm I'm very much mm-hmm. like the tough cookie. Um, and I was like, fuck. Like, and I, and I, because I said to them out loud, like, I feel like I've lost my virginity. I was like, oh my God, why did I say that? Like, why have I put myself in that um, weak position? When actually mm-hmm. just like, it sprouted even more beautiful experience and more this thing of like, wow, like, oh, pardon me, I just burped right in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> It sparked this thing. Created this really beautiful experience. What? Maybe that's you subconsciously not wanting yeah. to be vulnerable. Spoken. Absolutely spoken. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> um, it started. Oh, fuck, I can't do it without laughing. Um, it started this thing for me where it was like beforehand and still now, in my sexual experiences, I've always been a pleaser. Um, and that fits like my personality anyway. I'm a people pleaser. I want people to like me, like most mm. do. But like, um, definitely with my sex life, I was either dominant or submissive. I wanted to please, and like that was mm. my aim. Whereas, after having sex with this person, um, I was like, whoa, this is what like genuine pleasure feels like. Like. It's, it's so weird and hard to explain because as I said, like I'm in the midst of it. Like I'm trying to find it for myself of like, what does that mean? Because yeah. I mean, I've had good sex before now. I've had great sex before now. And like, you know, I've had really healthy, really like growth spurting experiences, but I've not had anything happen to me like what I've had happen to me recently. I'm just like. Would you what? say that you you love that partner? Yeah, and I think I think love love is such a massive thing. Yeah. To yeah. delve into. Um, like the one word love doesn't really cover. Yeah. It all. Right. But yeah. um. But like, do you think that maybe that you have more of a a connection of love with them oh, that you felt with other people? Yeah. yeah like um. The way I explain a lot of things, I can, um, I mean this in all senses, whether it be romantic, platonic, whatever, um, you just have your people sometimes. And I have, Mm. like, I have, I have known a few of my people in my life already. Like, I've, I've had best friends and lovers be, like, my person and my people. Mm. And it definitely seems like this person is one of my people. And, um... Like I said that to them, like we met on Tinder. <laughs> like it's such a such a bizarre like I I'm a hopeless romantic, but I hate cliches. So I fucking hate yeah. it. I hate the fact that we met on Tinder. Hate the fact like hate and love the fact our first date was Tennis and Kelvin Grove one random like <laughs> Thursday night, right? But um I said that from the get-go where it's like this person and me like we just speak the same language. Um it's mm. not like whenever you're explaining something like whenever you're furthering a point it's not a case of explaining or it's not a case of justifying it's a case of progressing the conversation which is something Mm. for me in like you know in romantic sense but also just like in any sense like i hate feeling like i'm not making sense um which is why i talk about scotland <laughs> um, I'm joking. <laughs> fuck off. That was oh, see the absolute. My heart spiked with anxiety there. Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good joke. Solid joke. <laughs> but is but that that's my thing. That's like, I talk for Scotland because I always want to make sure 
that I've given as much information as possible to make sure that you understand my point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just because I love the sound of my own voice. I know I'm a bit of a wanker, but like, I'm actually, I'm super insecure about how I deliver a point. And this person just, mm. it's not a case of like, well, what Strips do you mean? Up. Yeah, yeah. It's just a thing of like, let's just have this chat. Fucking hell. Yeah. This this guy's a good egg. He's a good egg. What? Well, uh... <laughs> My hippie, uh, mm-hmm. my hippie hairy bumhole is going to suggest. <laughs> <laughs> what oh. if uh, you are both from the same like centimeter of stardust, and it's been reunited, and and I that is that. the feeling you felt when your private parts collided again, just mm-hmm. like the stardust, mm-hmm. fucking oh, billions weird. of years ago. What if it's that? I'm text him that. <laughs> <laughs> See, my honest response to that is I love the concept of that. I love that. It's the same. Um, somebody introduced that to me after my dad died, and they were like, "Yeah, but you know, nothing ever really dies because it's mm. matter, and then it goes on, and then like just because it's not phys- like does it right?" And I love that yeah. shit, but I can't help but get a stick up my ass and be like, "Oh fuck off!" Like, mm. yeah. But definitely, when it comes to romance, because I'm a hopeless romantic, I am sat here like, "Hey." Maybe we are the same constellation, baby. Star-crossed lovers. Like, genuinely, I love that shit. And I wish I could have 100% faith. No, I don't, actually. I was going to say, I wish I could have 100% faith in anything. I don't. And I think that's a good thing. I don't, um... Mm. I don't believe, like, you know, just because something is in that moment doesn't mean that it's always going to be. So, (laughs) I love the idea, but you never know. Like, this could end in fucking flames and be the worst thing ever but it also can be like the best thing in my life and i'm just i know that at the minute i have so much love for this person i adore this experience i'm having and i just feel the growth like radiating out of me so i think Mm. the only way is wherever i'm gonna fucking go what if uh this is what i would genuinely believe like if someone had said that to me i'd be a bit like yes i want to believe that because i'm the same i'm hopeless romantic yeah. But yeah, I'd also have doubt. But what if uh, the idea that, I mean, we all started from the same fucking stardust. Mm. So you can have that intimate connection with absolutely anyone. It's just about getting to that point, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe it won't happen in this life. Like maybe yeah. you'll die and like you say, the energy will keep passing on and then eventually that becomes like a baby in 3,250 and... That baby grows up to be shagging of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another TJ that's most, shagging yeah. <laughs> the same person from the past or something. Oh, like the most likely to get pregnant award, twenty nineteen. <laughs> <UWS>. <laughs> Is that you? Oh, that was me. That was me. Oh wow. That was yeah. That's my um. That's my like shit stain <laughs> left on UWS forever that I got <laughs> most likely to get pregnant at the culture media ball. I got um. I got best moment of the year and they didn't actually give me the fucking trophy on the night. They didn't oh, do man. it. But I've that got sounds it. awful. <laughs> that, that sounds really difficult for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I shagged a Christmas tree at the union and I got kicked out. Oh, Christ. <laughs> you see, I never went to the union. I, I never went. So maybe our worlds just didn't collide then. Didn't yeah, collide. Yeah. Fucking hell. A Christmas tree. <laughs> mm. Um... Yeah, it was it was only a wee one. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll show you the video later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on the Instagram as well for people Fuck to yeah. see if they're you know, listening. There's going to be so many things on the Instagram. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to come back around to like this, this like a way of spirituality, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's why I like that intimate connection. Yeah. Is that I feel like that bond, but I don't know. What do you think about tantric sex? I do not know about tantric sex. Mm. Please do tell. Like, well, I mean, I'm not the best to, uh, like, <laughs> give a, an apt description. Yeah, Google it if you want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, to... I, I think that it's about the energy. Like, you have a sexual, oh. Uh, oh. like, moment, but with your energy rather than with your physical yes. private part. Keep saying yes. private parts. All the way. Because oh, fuck yeah. that obviously came into my mind after the experience with Matt. Yeah. Which actually, I read another book which perfectly explained uh, the situation. The situation. I don't remember what I said or what I called it. But uh, yeah, what do you think of tantric sex? Right. In, in my brief Google description, um, yeah. <laughs> I so fuck with this shit. Um, I want to learn how to fuck with this shit. Pardon the pun. But um, <laughs> again, like, like I, just, I have no idea about it. I had like, I've seen it like in media. But um, I definitely think. Oh fuck! I, do you want to know where I saw this? I saw this in American Pie. Oh, um, I've not seen that. What? Um, fucking. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. That's a that's a cultural. Keep, you tell tell the story. Go for it. Go for it. It's fucking. Um, what is the guy's name? American Pie Tantric. That's the first thing that came up. Oh, wait a minute. What's his name again? I want to get this right. Um, Finch. When Finch wants to fuck Stifler's mum and he's in Stifler's place and he sees Stifler's mum's book about tantric sex and then he starts mm. prepping all of summer to give her this amazing sexual experience and like <laughs> orgasms for days and things. Fucking, I would love to know what that is. I would love to explore mm. that. I would love to experience some of that. Um, but again, I think just as with any sort of philosophy, any sort of like meditation esque experience, it totally depends on your mindset. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, however, if I were to apo- approach tantric sex, <laughs> um, like it would have to be with a partner I'm s- I feel safe with. Not even. Mm-hmm. It would just have to be a partner I'm willing to explore with. Um, right. and if that's like just somebody, like if I went to like. <laughs> In a few years time if i went to like a tantric sex club and i got paired up with some person that i was attracted to and they were attracted to me and we were like right let's try this out that'd be an experience different to like if me and like say me and this person like end up in a lovely long relationship and like we get to a point where like hey we should probably try that they'd be two very different things Mm. um yeah how would you actually like say that in a relationship Yo, do you want to like skip the whole penis vagina part and yeah, just and like just sit with each meditate. other and breathe and have sex? Yeah, but like <laughs> the Buddhists oh, did it. <laughs> hey, yeah, like Hinduists love that shit. Um, oh man, I don't know. That's you've dropped that on me. I would, I would definitely, I want to look more into that for sure. It's definitely intriguing, and definitely something I'm like, hmm, that could be possible. I'm not gonna 
100% praise it or 100% shut it down because I've never experienced it. And I also, like, I'm unsure how much I would go for it because, like, see, for me, for the longest time, without realizing it, I got, like, near enough zero pleasure, physical pleasure at all from sex. Like, mm. you mm. know, a lot of my ladies out there, like me, and need some clitoral stimulation. Um, and I find, like, just, like, kind of going off tangent, but is um, I've had some people men and women get really insulted if i start touching myself whilst we have sex what really like insult why what? yeah oh right no we're but about a... to crack over right right i was about to say as a giver like i don't understand that i'm very oh like God, totally. do whatever that you want <laughs> right because well that was always my approach too because i'm somebody like as a pleaser as a giver as yourself it's like no like whatever will cause you physical pleasure and get you there like we're in that moment together mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. no matter how we're reaching that climax but i'm saying what what, um, what have they been annoyed at what, what part of it is insulting there's an, them there's an element of like they get personally offended and it's like well why mm-hmm. is what i'm doing not enough and like it's anything of like if i ask them to touch me it's the same kind of situation where they're like well what what's wrong with what i'm doing i'm like no 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 absolutely nothing is wrong with what you're doing just like that'll that'll tip the ship kind of thing you know what i mean and um i had the same thing with um an an ex-boyfriend was really against me having sex toys like and i'm not like i'm not somebody who has like a fucking chest full of magical treasures like i had a at this time i only had a vibrator um Mm -hmm. And it's this tiny little bullet. I got it the first day I moved to air. That was the first thing I got. And I wasn't 18 yet. <laughs> uh, purple, actually. Oh. <laughs> a little purple Durex bullet. Um, takes one AA battery and I've never had to change it. I've had it for two years now. Um, and it was so funny because the same friend you were talking about earlier had to buy it for me because I wasn't 18 yet. So that was our bonding experience. That's why we're so close now. Um, but yeah, like we were... Um, as a lot of my relationships, we were friends first, um, and we were friends who used to flirt with each other fucking relentlessly, and um, we would always, we always had like sexual dialogue of just like, oh, this is what I like, oh, this is what I like, da 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 da, right? And it finally gets to it, we start having sex, and then we start seeing each other, da 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 da, and, and like we have pretty good sex, like you know, from the get go, because we've had so many conversations of how to pick each other's boxes, we know what we're doing. Um, and we're at it and like we were having a kind of not I keep saying review it isn't a review after I have sex but it was that kind of idea reflection yes a reflection thank you we're having a little reflecting moment Um, and he was asking like what else could he do to bring me pleasure and I was like okay Um, and like as as I said we were having good sex (laughs) it was pretty satisfactory but then I was like, how would you feel if we, like, you know, had, the, like, added the element of toys? And this guy went off and was like, no, no way that actually, that's actually really upset me that you'd suggest that. And I was like, oh, God, like, shit, why? Like, I'm so sorry, that was Fragile, not my intention. masculinity, oh, <laughs> insecurity. Like, immediately. And, like, that was my thing. I'd never, ever, I, like, if anything, not even, like, that's, like, top of my list. I'm not wanting a vibrator every time I have sex. I'm a dick. I'm the bad guy, clearly. Like, he asked me that question of what would please you? And I actually brought that to the table as a thing of, like, I think this would be a mutual thing. Like, because my whole thing was, 
I want you to use the vibrator on me when you want to, because that's an element of I power mean, to you, your possession. Also, when the girl is using a vibrator and you're fucking her, like, you can't feel it on your dick. Right. Like, it does add to ma the male experience as well. Well, a vibrator's not just for the lady, you know? I've definitely... You can, there's there's plenty of things. Oh, Toys are for playing around. <laughs> <laughs> Toys are for play. So I was I was suggesting it as like a play thing, and because mm -hmm. because we were in a relationship as well, I immediately was like, oh my god, like I'm I I felt so bad because I clearly mm -hmm. like quite upset him, and I was like, I'm really sorry. Like I didn't mean it in any sort of offensive way. Like can we talk about what it was exactly that upset you? He was just like, mm -hmm. what the fuck's like? It was the same kind of situation as like me, like kind of in a way masturbating whilst we're having sex like i was like well he's like well ah uh, i just don't get why you would need an added thing like that like what's wrong with my physical self and i was like no no nothing at all like again my attitude is very much toys are for play like it's not because anything is lacking or anything else needs mm -hmm. added it's just it's just something else to experience and he but was like, not for it also is it i mean I'm gonna start shitting on this guy. <laughs> if you're in a relationship, right, and you're having sex, and you want your partner to have the best experience, and you also want yourself to have the best experience, and surely if you've picked your partner right, they should think the same. And um, that wasn't a dig at you, by the way. For, no, no, no. I was like, all right, well, if I picked my was. partner better. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but like, then surely if then they're turning around and saying, what can I do that's better for mm -hmm. you? Right. You suggest that, and then they say, oh, hell no. Like, <laughs> they're saying no out of their own mm. personal, like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, like, I mean, ev listen, everybody's got their limits and stuff like that, and I understand, like, yeah, that may yeah, have been his limit. But the interesting thing is, um, we then, like... Did you try it? No. We never, we oh. never tried that. Oh. We never tried that. Um, so we were in a relationship and then we broke up and we didn't mm. see each other for a while. And then um, we ended up in the same vicinity again and things were happening. And we ended up being like, hey, like we definitely could have sex again. Like we had good sex before. Um, it was like, it's still COVID time as in it was like, right, well, realistically, like you've been in my bubble. You can be in my bubble again kind of thing. Like it was, it was, <laughs> It was a mutual agreement because we still had attraction. It was like unfinished business, you know what I mean? Yeah. But because we weren't together, his tune changed. And um, I was like, I'd bought myself a dildo in this time of being single. And I was like, right, okay. Um, and I'd made a joke out of it. Like we were all still in the same friend group after we broke up. I was making a joke out of it. And my dildo is called Wanda. And Wanda's a great gal. Um, and we were chatting about Wanda bloody bloody blah, right? And um, there's this one time me and Sky having sex and um, like, we've been having sex a while now. Definitely like we've both came a few times and like, it's like, it's great, ooh, party time, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there like pretty much done and dusted. Like I'm like, I could go again, but I'm tired. And little do I know, this man gets up, goes into my bottom drawer and whips out Wanda. I was like, um, are you, I was because I thought he was doing that because of the uh, like the before mentioned conversation about the vibrator, and I was like, you don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, 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 I want to do it. And then after that first time, 
he asked if we could use the dildo like quite a few times like and it's it's just mm. interesting mm. how his tune changed based on a relationship status and not because um between that time he had no other sexual partners like we were very open about it like he'd said nothing had changed for him sexually it was just like there was a change in the in the situation the there was a change in the set you. yeah yeah the dynamic that's exactly what i was mean the dynamic had changed and it was just like i found that so interesting as somebody who's into sex and like sexual psychology i was like what the fuck is the possessiveness in that like, yeah like I, I was about to think like in a relationship saying no to that and, and not granting the access of using the vibrator is almost some power thing mm -hmm. uh, to show like no matter like i'm in control you're not getting mm -hmm. that like that makes me insecure but then when they're by yourself is he mm -hmm. then like going that extra way to uh to impress you i don't know maybe he's trying exactly. to get that power back by then allowing you mm -hmm. to have the, the like i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna say if you mm -hmm. take the horse to water and and then tell mm -hmm. it they can't drink the water or something i don't know no no but no but for sure it's like it's it's you know that I mean? thing there's so many different ways to look at it i remember like i think that's just because of maybe my attitude towards it now or my attitude towards that relationship at the time but i just sat mm. and i was like what the fuck was that dynamic about like especially like for me <laughs> a vibrator and a dildo are two different things like i mean obviously mm. they're different anyway but it's like if if there's an issue with sex toys and um toy-led play I think a dildo is far more invasive and far more suggestive yeah. than a vibrator is. So how does that? Cause, like, Especially because is... dildos are, are like fairly bigger right. than the average cock. One does average size, but she's a, like okay. she's also a rabbit. Like she's a vibrator. So Wanda mm. has magic about her, but she's uh. nothing like she's nothing that insulting to the average male ego. I would have thought anyway like that that's my thing like I'm saying all these all these mm -hmm. things as if I know what the male experience is but I don't um and that's my thing again like I don't know if that was mm -hmm. due to his male experience that he didn't want to use toys like mm -hmm. it was a kind of conversation that ended very briefly it was very briefly very quickly mm -hmm. and it was like um no 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 like that's not happening and I was just like fuck okay like all right and like I would never I would never want to push somebody out their boundary or make them uncomfortable nothing like that but I just I found that change in dynamic and that change in ideation very, very interesting. Especially compared mm. to now when I'm having like sex that just, it's such a safe space that anything being suggested is just a suggestion. It's not some hidden message or some fucking like agenda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your thoughts on vibrators in the bedroom then? I think I get it, but. Oh yeah, you get it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm a giver, use whatever you want. Um, I think the first time I was asked about whether they could use a vibrator, I did have that moment of, am I worth anything? What is my worth in this? Mm. You know, like questioning my insecurity. This person has clearly had more sex than I have had. Um, mm. uh, but I think I, I don't, I don't remember. I, I mean, I obviously went with it, but I don't mm. remember like anything other than that other than i was thinking yeah i i did question but obviously i went for it um, yeah. and found out i quite liked it 
and find out my partner quite liked it and that just made it better right <laughs> so exactly like, uh like we were both coming at the end of the day that was the goal and uh oh. that's what was happening so best time best time yeah yeah and also like i got a few weekends alone and uh mm. had a vibrator sat in the drawer and i would be like okay let's see what excellent. this does excellent also, <laughs> i bought myself uh some lube recently because uh-huh. i thought let's um let's stop wanking with a dry cock okay of course let's get a bit wetter yeah let's cheat ourselves and actually (laughs) have like instead of it being about you just need the satisfaction of coming you know let's have Mm -hmm. like some exploration with myself god yeah and um i i am now finding myself moaning during masturbation which i don't normally do and it's brilliant Um, yeah however um (laughs) the lube that i ordered ironically has has come and uh the language on it is Polish. <laughs> and you'll understand the relevance. <laughs> oh, Christ. And so how ironic, oh, I, I open up this, this lube so I can have some exploration to my oh, single self. You. And I'm reminded of my Polish ex. Oh, bless you. Kurwa, yeah. kurwa. <laughs> oh. I'm guessing it's Polish anyway. I don't actually know, but... <laughs> hey, the universe yeah. works in mysterious ways. It does. It was one of those little oh. jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, definitely. Uh, lube, lube, master. I think masturbation um, can be whatever you want it to be. I think there's a beautiful element of making it sacred like that and making it like a special thing. Like, fuck me, I love a wank in a bath. I love a wank in a bath with some candles, some just like a little moment, and it feels all like. I think probably because there's an element of like cinematicness, and um, hmm. oh, if you've ever, if you've not, I also it's all very trying. sensual, isn't it? Right, the smell like of the, the candles bubbles, and the heat of the water the and the water. flow. Of the water. Exactly, yeah. you're just there with yourself. It's oh, yum. However, oh. just gonna say, not a good idea as a man to masturbate yes, in the bath different. for any men listening. Well, yeah, different. Good luck. Like <laughs> water is not great lube for anybody. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't don't fuck around with bubble bath. Um, but if you haven't before, I cannot recommend enough. Have a wank looking at yourself in the mirror one time. Yeah. And just have a, have a go, have a go. Because I think, like, see in general, like, especially as a woman, um, I've sat many a time with a mirror right up in person, like, right up close and personal with my lady bits. And I just hmm. have a look at her and I have a little cruise around because you need to know your bits. Like, you said that before. Um, there's that funny bit in Orange Is New Black, um, where Cindy is like talking about like the difference between your pee hole and your sex hole, your urethra mm. and your vagina. And Tasty is like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, no way!" And I remember at the time thinking that was hilarious because even though I hadn't had much of a peruse down there, I knew there was two different holes for those functions. Mm. Um, and every single time I bring that up, there's somebody else that goes, wait, what? Because folk don't know. Folk don't yeah, know their wild. own like anatomy and their own biology. Mm. And it's like shit, like, especially like, now, now that I'm in my 20s, um, and I had that workshop like talking about like um, nudity and like sexual self-image. Um, and there was two women in that, same age as me, um, one like one with a sexual experience, one as a virgin. And they both 
had no idea that it was two separate things. Um, so mm. people check out your bits, but anyway, have a wank in the mirror too and see yourself as a sexual being and just like, you know, acknowledge who that being is and kind of explore. Like for me, oh my God, like, and there's always candles involved. I love a warm lighting. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd be able to. Really? Why? Yeah, I don't. I don't like that idea. Like, okay. for Sorry, that myself. was quite a judgmental response. Of really? No. Um, What's your thought? I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I've had sex in front of the mirror, and I've enjoyed mm. that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess it's about the value that I put in myself, and mm. I don't know. I wouldn't like to look at myself first, wondering. <laughs> okay and that's fine that's okay i mean i'll try it and i'll let you know at some point <laughs> like give, give, give the feedback of like what because <laughs> definitely like that was that was my same thing where like i'd looked in the mirror for like like health things of like looking at my biology i couldn't associate mm. i had very much the same thing where like i like i like being perceived as a sexual being from my partner but i could never see myself as sexual yeah. so then i went looking in the mirror and it was hard and it wasn't that enjoyable until i just kind of went oh fuck it like i'm physically starting to respond to myself i might as well just give it a go mm-hmm. um and then i did and then i was like oh shit like mm. and don't get me wrong i still have i still have a lot of like insecurity and like a dialogue with myself that isn't always kind but there's times where i'm like i'm hot as shit same as you like I love having sex while looking in the mirror and like me and my partner can see each other. We look at each other through that element. Like I can see myself being absolutely real, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. wonderful. But looking at yourself in the mirror, there's a whole other intimacy. There's a whole other, like that was a spiritual thing for me to sit and go like, holy shit, that's whatever I am. Whatever I am in this body right now, that's me. And this pleasure I'm giving to myself. Like it was like, it was like a reward. <laughs> I suppose, like, my issues is is self love. Mm. I think after thinking on that, yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to look at myself in the mirror and think like, yeah, I'm giving that to myself. But then I'm always thinking about how I can give it to other people, or and that's just in general, not like yeah. I'm walking well, about yeah. the street thinking, how can I give it to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> well, that's... masturbation in the mirror yeah I, you know well, I, I was gonna round it up on the question of um what was your most adventurous sex oh and and i feel like masturbation in the mirror and then boom most adventurous i sex. still i still want to right okay okay um or like you know just on the off chance that i have any sort of success in my future i cannot mm. state exact locations and names um i definitely had sex (laughs) oh fuck i definitely had sex in an education establishment um Mm. i'm gonna text you about it after this um okay (laughs) because i think i think you will find this wonderful um uh i was of age and it was all like consensual but it was definitely a place where i have had lessons and then had a lesson that same day, and the place still smelled like sex. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I ruined that for everybody. Everybody the else. The feminine or the male or just the whole thing? Oh, just like the smell of or, sweat. 
the here's smell me guessing of, like... it's male and femme. Oh yeah, no, well, it was, it was, it was a male right. and female. Uh, well, it was a <laughs> yeah, it was it was a male and female experience. Um, did anyone uh, like? Did you tell friends in the class, and then you go in the no. next day, and it's like, no, TJ, man. No, <laughs> no, it was because um, like to to put to put context in the matter, there was like a secluded place. There was like. It, there was elements of performance in around this space, so there was a mattress in, in the room. Okay. Um, and uh, I didn't <laughs> tell anybody about it until like months later, like a long time. Like I had, I had gone away. Nobody knew me there anymore. I was a different person, and I was like, "Hey, this one time, <laughs> this one time <laughs> at band camp, also have had sexual experience at band camp, but another yeah. story." Yeah, man, those those like the love story of of going on uh, different camps and and meeting oh, a girl man. that you'll never meet again. That captures my heart. Push <laughs> <Hopeless laughs> romantic to the core, Kyle. Definitely. Yeah. I pose you um, the same question if you feel comfortable answering. I honestly really don't know. I was trying to work it out before you'd ask. <laughs> um. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah okay I mean it's not adventurous <laughs> but it's like up there with your story okay. um, it happened in between the union and halls oh uh, on our <gasps> way back after a couple of drinks oh. um, which like yeah adventurous <laughs> but like I had fucked outside a couple of good times before oh, wow. but that was very like impromptu we're very drunk oh nice Look at oh. this big hedge, and everyone is walking very drunk was, and doesn't notice anyone. <laughs> I was about to say, I know this walk. I'm so intrigued to where the fuck you would have jumped in. But well, like, wow. <laughs> I can't describe it. Like, it is. It's just a bush in between <laughs> holes in the uni and uh, and 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 uh, a penis went inside a vagina. Gorgeous! What an experience. <laughs> yeah. Next time in, mm. I'm in air, we'll go on a tour and you can point out the bush and be like, that's, that's, the, that's the shagging bush. I mean, I also go there to take pictures of squirrels sometimes. Um, you know what? So it's a great spot. There's a lot of symbolism there. There's a lot of symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This was such a good recording session. Right? <laughs> Second time for charm. I'm, I'm going to have to put on like a warning at the start. Like, gotcha. You know, Mum alert, mum alert, yeah, Andrea fuck. Logan, if this is you listening, do not, do not continue. James McAvoy, click away now. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, beautiful. This was gorgeous. Yeah, this is this is the podcast that I wanted the first time. Yes. This is what I imagined. And this we got a, it, we got it. Hell fucking yeah. Yeah. And thank you very much for joining me and, and oh. coming and speaking about willies and tits and bums and oh, pussy shit. and... Oh, I hate that. That's the one word oh, I'm like, like the word cancel. Pussy? I'm like, Sorry. cancel that shit. Like, oh, no, thank you. But on pussy. that note, oh, cool. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for, and actually, like, thank you for asking, like, let's let's give the topic justice. Um, I fucking, mm. I, I always love having these big chats with you, but I'm, I'm glad that we had it in this context and really got down to the nitty gritty and the titty bitties. Uh. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm excited for people to hear it, I think. 
hopefully we'll get some good responses if anyone else has more adventurous sex stories get in touch with oh, me or please. tj please please uh, maybe message. i'll set up like an anon an anonymous thing so people can say and and please. i'll have you back next time and uh we can talk about other people's sexual experiences this this will be a regular thing i'm i'm more than happy yeah. <laughs> the like, weekly sex doctor oh please for the love of god for the love of god i'll drop out now this is my full time <laughs> Let oh, me get some sponsors first. Oh, please. Jesus. I'm poor. <laughs> oh, God. This has been great. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Um, you. What, what's your Instagrams or wherever you'd like to Next. shout out? or? Um, you know, I'm I'm just like a, a hard at work training actor. Um, just my name, TJ Douglas Welsh. Um, nothing fancy, just the two letters. Uh, on anything and everything. Um, watch out until i'm big and famous actually hey hey well you know money's tight <laughs> but um yeah just good old tj douglas welsh pony jess if you're nasty mm. really god no what's god, your name no, never that did oh. you not know that tony jess well to be fair like tony jess douglas hyphen welsh but uh tj works just fine wow yeah <laughs> learning everything yeah i didn't know that <laughs> well, thank you very much, TJ. Thank you very and, much. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yo, thank you for listening all the way through this podcast. Uh, you were an amazing audience. Uh, it, it was great getting to speak into your ears and transfer that energy from my Mars bars into your whatever the fuck you want to do with all this information. Uh, a massive thank you to to TJ for coming on to the podcast uh, and sharing with us all about her titties and her booty and uh, and, and everything that she's got. Uh, I'm really fucking excited to see what happens with TJ. What will happen in TJ's universe? Who knows? Um, if you survived this far, you probably know a little bit more about me than you might have wanted to have known. Um, but hey, it's out there now. It is on the internet for everyone to listen to should they want to listen all the way through. Um, if you want to uh, even out the playing field, then uh, head over to the Nocturnal Podcast on Instagram and uh, we'll have like some anonymous thing where I can come back to these sex stories. You, you, we'll have some anonymous thing where you can submit your uh, either an amazing sex stories or scandalous sex stories uh, and and I'll come and speak about it um so yeah go check out the instagram uh, there'll be shit over there thank you very much for listening uh, and and thank you to tj very excited to see where her universe is going uh in the next episode next week uh and it will be coming out next week uh, i've got uh, my friend jules mr jules he uh has always reminded us of Jesus. He's got long hair and a beard. He also reminds me of a cat a bit. Um, and hell, he's got some like some stories uh, that I never knew about until we recorded the podcast. That's coming out next week. Um, go over and show TJ some support. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you very much for joining. Ciao, adios. Goodbye from me and my mole and my dick.